welcome to Backing Paper for another week of listener-generated goodness via emails and audio. I need to come up with a more snappy intro than that, but this will have to do this week. <laughs> That's what we've got. And with me, as always, is the fabulous Rachel. Rachel, how are you? Hello. I'm good. I was very cold today, actually. It was boiling hot yesterday. And then today it was like like being in the Arctic again because I was outside. I had three jumpers on and, and my like teddy bear coat because I was so cold. Um, our neighbours were doing um, uh, street street bingo again, but from uh, from front doors with a megaphone and what have you. And uh, and it was absolutely flipping freezing. And I didn't even win a prize. So uh, that's a bit of a shame, but never mind. It was it was nice to uh, to shout at them again <laughs> from down the road. Yes, yeah. It's been amazing, the change in the weather. As you said, yesterday was as glorious as any midsummer day could be. It was hot, it was sunny, clear skies, just perfect. Today, it's windy as hell and raining. <laughs> What's going on, weather? Make up your damn mind. Never mind, keeps things interesting, doesn't it, Rach? I guess it does, you know. <laughs> we, I mean, Adam had to get the fan out yesterday, you know. That's when I know that it's serious. <laughs> Where, yeah, he, he, it's very, he runs very hot and he's like, oh my God. So the fan had to come out. And then today I was literally just there in, in all of my clothes ever. <laughs> in all of the layers. So yeah, up and down. But there we go. Like you say, keeps it interesting, eh? It certainly does. It certainly does. Um speaking of interest. You should probably talk about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well we both had interesting inter- for you. Yeah, it has well, I mean interesting is pushing it a bit. Um long story short, my dear lovely partner Sinead um has come down with what uh people uh, the professional people are pretty sure is coronavirus. Um she wasn't feeling very well the week before last. Just kind of under the weather, but nothing specific. We thought it's probably just the cold because there were none of the obvious symptoms of a temperature or a new cough or anything like that and then the week after that this last week just gone her breath started getting a bit more labored and she just felt crap um and in the end because she was struggling a bit with her breathing we called the paramedics out just to be on the safe side and they said you're okay there's nothing on your lungs you're but you've probably got coronavirus and um so yeah she's been feeling rubbish and but she's the sharing type so she has um i'm pretty sure shared it with me i have so far um touch my head been incredibly lucky um, as you can probably tell i am as close to being asymptomatic as it's possible to be whilst being vaguely aware that there's something slightly going on with my chest i, I think the close the best description i could give it feels maybe like there's a, a guinea pig lying on it <laughs> some small mammal oh. lying on my chest. It's, not, it's just oh. it's just there it's not discomfort it's just yeah it's just something there have safe it that's the cutest description <laughs> I could imagine, to be fair. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I, I know I've been very lucky and um, certainly Sinead's feeling rough. Um, but uh, mm. yes, we. either way, we've both got off pretty lightly, although she would probably disagree with that because she feels rubbish at the moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, I've been at home for the last few days because I'm obviously on quarantine now. Um, but I've been using my time super, super wisely, getting the most Very out of it. Very productively? Oh, yeah, really productively, by which I mean I've mostly been playing video games. But it's my brother's fault because he's at home in his house and he's encouraging me, so I blame him. Um, <laughs> Peer so, pressure. Yeah, so that's been my exciting week. Uh, what's your week been like, Rach? It's been very exciting uh, this week as well. Um, I went 
well, because obviously you weren't you weren't available, weren't around. All of this other drama was happening, of course, for yourself. I um, I actually ended up going on the analog uh, TV this week and speaking to the lovely lovely Paul from Analog Wonderland and the uh, awesome wonder uh, sorry also wonderful Marina from If We Film, and it was just wonderful to speak to them they're lovely lovely people and it was uh it was great fun to uh, to have a chat with them i was super nervous before actually going on um uh, going on the show and and uh, and chatting with them but it was it was great they uh they held my hand throughout <laughs> at a distance a very very safe distance <laughs> um and uh, it was great fun lovely to speak to them yeah there's something just intrinsically terrifying about live anything but especially live video isn't there absolutely um we did of course do the quiz show part so i knew that that was going to be coming up that there was going to be a quiz and i realized that although i don't have a velvet jacket i was going to do something so when it got to the quiz part i decided i was going to bring out my sparkly tops there we go we had a costume change that's great (laughs) I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. So where do I and all the rest of our listeners need to go to see you um, on Analog TV? Well, I should probably say just as a heads up, um, it was it ran to two hours six minutes. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, so yeah, I you I, and Hamish I both had mentioned. Hang on, I had mentioned beforehand that it was okay, Paul. You know, if you want, I can always come back at another time. We could cover the rest, but I th- he was quite determined that we would get through everything. <laughs> <laughs> one day so uh, so we did um so i just thought i'd uh, yeah make sure i let everybody know but basically if you go to analog wonderland's youtube channel you'll be able to um uh, obviously like and subscribe there um and you'll be able to see the catch-up um show as well uh with with my face <laughs> on it <laughs> so yeah that that's where to go to to watch that um alternatively obviously check out um mine and analog wonderland's um social media and we've got the links up there as well so you'll be able to follow them from there that's awesome that's really awesome you've been up to some other stuff this week as well haven't you rach but we're going to save that to talk about at the end of the show um because it's super cool but we're going to leave that till later um so shall we dig into this little bag of emails we do we've got a little bag of emails shall i start go on then all right so we're going to start with uh, one from Paul Friday called Taking Criticism. Uh, Dear Sonnies, I've just been listening to episode 201 and the discussion of criticism and confidence. May I suggest the phrase oft used by an ex-boss of mine? It's at the end of a bit I wrote about criticism. See fup.photo.wordpress.com. Um, uh, no turn left unstoned. Yes. There's a, there's a link there, isn't there? Yes, there is. Fupduck is um, Paul's personal blog. It's great. He's he, he writes some really interesting stuff, actually. Well worth a look. Fantastic. Um, the, the next sentence is, remember, ours long ago? Sorry, yeah, I, had I don't to know look what that this, means. I had to look this up. It's uh, uh, from a, um, a uh, Latin um, saying, uh, Latin is ars longa vita brevis. Uh, is, uh, mm. Apparently it means broadly... Um, uh, brief? Uh, something brief. Uh, the art lives Short but the sweet. artist dies. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, oh. Something like that. Life is... Life, so totally... Yeah, there seems to be a lot of it. Anyway, it's good. It's it's Latin. You, we sound clever saying it. We, well, we don't because we bumble our I couldn't it. even read it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, well, thank you very much. Um, says, 
uh, and uh, perhaps sorry go so on. The, no just going to let you know this is the I, I this is from Paul's blog so this is the piece he's referring to from the end of that blog piece no turn left unstoned um, I see. where he's talked about criticism and advice and etc I see okay I'm oh sorry I was a bit confused as to the layout of this email shall I read this bit now then yes this is the bit from Paul okay Okay, so from Paul's blog, it says, and perhaps a good response to anyone who does give you a piece of their mind is to ask how did it different, uh, how they did it differently and show you examples. We can all learn, but we should be learning how to improve rather than fight. Or there is always the mature and considered response my old boss used to give people he disagreed with. Go stick your head up a dead bear's bum okay um which is completely contrary to the previous paragraph but funnier (laughs) two two pieces of advice you may choose which one you would like to use in response to somebody giving you unsolicited advice yes (laughs) criticism which there is always plenty of on the internet as we are frequently reminded aren't we rach we are i i do like what he said though in that first piece which is you know if if somebody is you know giving you some criticism or or what have you then it's asking them about you know how how would they have approached it differently and what are your examples kind of like you know um show up and and show us rather than just tell us kind of thing yes yeah or and I prefer his second one. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is a missive we had from Killian, letting us know about what's going on over at Let's Explore. Uh, so he writes and say, "Dear Sunbeams, first of all, I hope you and yours are doing well, considering these trying times we're in. Since the last update, I have started my studies, and I'm glad to say that I am wrapping up the first of two modules." Finding a new rhythm combining work and studying has been a challenge, and when Corona hit. Well, let's just say this added a little curveball. (laughs) Journal? I say what? A while ago, what feels like ages to be honest, I started working on the first edition of Let's Explore Journal, a limited edition 48-page publication in which one storyteller shares a single story. The idea behind the journal is to keep providing a platform for storytellers while filling the time gap between the magazines. It is my pleasure to announce that, as of now, the first journal is available on my webshop. There are only 25 copies available, and as with the magazine, funds will be used entirely to create the next edition. And the um, first one, Let's Explore Journal 01, is Through the Timeless Windows of Havana by Romy Vanderbur. Um, So, yes, uh, wonderful stuff. As with everything that Killian produces at Let's Explore, Mm -hmm. the quality looks fabulous. I love this idea of a single focus journal. they're great, aren't they, Rachel? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Um, I was uh, in the middle of sort of sorting through my um, magazines and, and things like that and, and photo books and things the other day and uh, came came back across the Let's Explore that, that Killian had sent previously and I was just then suddenly down a rabbit hole sitting there on the floor for probably 40 minutes just going back through it again mm. and you suddenly think, oh, where did that time go? Whoops. I was in the middle of tidying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the idea, isn't it? You know, that you kind of can just sort of fall back into these stories and things and pick it up months later. It's like creating zines and things, isn't it? You get that chance to dip back into them again. 
Absolutely. Uh, yes, the Let's Explore magazine has always been a fantastic place to be introduced to new artists, stories, mm. uh, experiences. And um, and these journals, which you're just going to focus on one thing, I think are a fabulous intermediary. And But only 25, only 25 issues. Uh, run, okay. don't walk. Um, yeah, that's great. OK, do you want to take the next one, Rach? Yes. So this is from Charles Keschenblatt. Um is that correct? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. Apologies, Carl, if I've mispronounced your surname. Um, it says, Dear Rachel and Graham, my favourite new film and developer combo is Rolly RPX 25 and Rolly Compart R09. In bright light, the film produces high contrast, fine grain, very sharp, clear images. Developed in Rodnor, it seems extra crisp. But what a mess trying to understand what I'm actually using. Could you guys help break this down? <laughs> My Google, searches, <laughs> my, um, my Google searches suggest the film is actually some form of Agfa Ariel, one of the Avifot pan films. One suggestion I found insists it is actually Agfa Avifot pan 80, the same film Rolly use, uh, uses in Metro 80S. I've also read that it's converted, cut, spooled, packaged by Harman Technology, in brackets, Ilford Photo. Also, my version of Rodnell, Rolly Compard R09, is actually an early version of Agfa Rodnell, as opposed to the more recent formula. It appears to be made by Agfa, but sold to the Rolly brand. So, if I have this right, I'm using Agfa Film, sold as Rolly, converted by Ilford, and I'm developing it in Agfa Rodnell, sold as Rolly. <laughs> but Rolly is actually just a label licensed by a company called Mako. <laughs> so, simple, right? Thank you for your awesome work. <laughs> Cheers from Charles. Well, I hope he wasn't expecting us to actually <laughs> offer some solutions to that. <laughs> no. Because I have no idea. No. <laughs> That's glorious. You, that is. Have you used any of these, Graham? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I mean, you know, I'm familiar with the fact that there are, um, with the uh, Agfa R09 thing is is um, an old formula of the new one but no all of that stuff I, I what i love is that that is in many ways a wonderfully encapsulated um little picture of how convoluted <laughs> the, the film photography scene has kind of got in terms of um and interlinked as well, yes right? so many brand names <laughs> so few actual companies <laughs> wonderful <laughs> stuff thank you very much for the chat charles it's uh that was awesome <laughs> i like that a lot Okay, this last one uh, is titled Film on Billboard and it is from the fabulous Ooh. Carl Bailey. Uh, Carl writes in to say, Hello, I thought I'd pop by to share a story about a recent project I've been involved with. A few weeks ago, I was approached to participate in the production of a series of messages thanking the NHS and encouraging the people of Portsmouth to play their part in social distancing using art as the medium to do this. The project consisted of brightening up some long-forgotten billboards along a stretch of road, and I was really lucky to be asked to get involved. After some thought and panic about putting a film shot on a 10 by 20 foot billboard, I finally decided to go for it. Duncan at Silverpan Lab provided me the biggest scan he could produce, which turned out to be a TIFF that was around one and a half gigabytes. <laughs> in size that's a spicy meatball uh, mm. and the rest is history i now have a photo shot on portra 160 displayed on a billboard in my city what better way to exhibit a street shot 
than on the actual street. I hope you're all doing well and taking car. <laughs> taking care. Taking from car. car. <laughs> taking car. Don't take car. <laughs> uh, from Car Bailey. Uh, that's fabulous. And um, I've seen the picture. Oh. I don't know whether you've got the emails stuff in front of you, but it's the picture itself is a, a lovely. Um, candid picture uh, of a, looks like an elderly couple looking stood in front of and looking at a carousel a lovely beautiful colorful carousel going around it's a beautiful shot oh yeah um, isn't that fabulous yeah and then there's a great picture of just carl stood in front of his um, yeah. billboard so cool really really awesome um i'll talk about print congratulations big. carl that's yeah, awesome yeah that's fabulous and i mean i love carl's color work it's always stunning what a great choice of artists to approach for that to put something that's going to be so pleasant for everybody to see as they go past such a lovely colorful shot scene um wonderful really great stuff um and that's it for emails this week a short week on emails <sighs> give me a short show rach probably just as well <laughs> i'm not entirely sure my vocal abilities are going to hold it for a long show this week no, so absolutely just as well that's all right yeah short and sweet right yes yeah. that's, that's us yes uh, short and sweet exactly I uh, well i'm not short so that must be you which must mean i'm sweet right oh, <laughs> I maybe think, i think maybe you're short and sweet and i'm uh not tall and sour actually that fits that really does it tall and bitter that's me tall and bitter and short and sweet comedy double act um oh there's our new t-shirts i still haven't had my t-shirt by the way i know listen i'm poorly raised did i mention i'm old oh you're bringing that out of the bag now are you is that right i'm at death's door um my lack of sympathy is going to be yeah questioned isn't it uh yeah i'm yes i know i'm i'm bad i will sort these things out um but thank you so much for all those emails great emails do please keep them coming in uh it's lovely reading them coming in um and uh, and actually i just sorry i just realized that actually well um this week you you should be the one getting all the parcels and all the posts shouldn't you Mm. what's happening this week it's my birthday. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, birthday, uh, birthday boy. I know. Birthday boy, I know Jago. what one of my presents is going to be because I kind of pointed. You do. Yeah. Did I, you I, buy I, it? We did. Yeah. Well, Sinead did. <laughs> um, so I haven't opened it yet. Um, but okay. um, so I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't turn out well. But I have um, got coming to me for my birthday a 75 mm-hmm. millimeter lens for my large format camera. So that's very what? exciting. Oh uh, my god! A Schneider Super Angulon. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and also looking forward to it even more because like regularly I'm getting messages from Steve Lloyd with little videos saying, look, your um, Carbon mm-hmm. Adventure is almost ready. I think the only thing <laughs> we're waiting for now is for the carbon fibre lens board to come back because they, they get made elsewhere. Um, I think other than mm-hmm. that, it's all done and ready. So my hand-built carbon fibre 5x4 camera is almost done and I'm very excited and I'm especially excited. You've got a new lens for it as well. I've got a new lens for it. And on the back it says number one carbon adventure on camera because like listen said Steve, you know, this is the first one that got that got funded you need to put number one on the back of it so he did <laughs> so I'm that's so that. good i know how exciting you have an exclusive camera i know oh god it's crazy i mean i know we probably said this before but the fact that for under 500 pounds i've got hand-built carbon fiber large format camera coming is bonkers um but uh yeah it's amazing and i'm yeah super excited about it um 
well so you really deserve cool. it and and i know how excited <laughs> you're going to be to get to use that so yeah. uh yeah you uh, you enjoy it graham it'll be uh, a very very happy birthday it's, i don't uh, suppose it'll arrive for your actual birthday but i'm sure it won't be too long after hopefully well exactly and also i can't leave the house at the moment so you know there's <laughs> that's no true <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> I am very much stuck indoors. Luckily, indoors is where the video games live, so that's a relief. Ah. <laughs> Imagine if they moved to video games outside. That would be heartbreaking. Um, okay. Well, anyway, at as, the drive-thru cinema. Yes, exactly. Uh, as well as emails. And I said, please do keep the emails coming in. We need more emails. Um, we've got some stuff coming in this week. So we've both been receiving things in the mail this week, haven't we, Rach? Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what you've got first? Yeah, so I got... Oh, I got the most lovely um, envelope, um, which has had this beautiful hand-drawn illustration on it. Uh, and inside was a, um, a Polaroid shot on a Spectra and made by the very talented and wonderful Meredith. So Meredith sent this over to me because I'd seen on her social media somewhere, on, maybe on her Instagram, that she'd been sort of like creating these beautiful illustrations on on envelopes. Well, I actually didn't realise they were on envelopes at the time. I thought they were just these beautiful, beautiful drawings. Um, I was like, oh, this is gorgeous. So there's one that's um, of a uh, kind of like a hanging basket with lovely kind of like green leaves on it. And I just thought, oh, it's so, so beautiful and um, just, you know, lovely, lovely work. And then turns out it was an envelope. And uh, she was like, oh, what's your address? And she sent it to me with this gorgeous still life um, shot on Polaroid on a Spectra camera inside. Isn't that fab? There so it it's a, a real one-off that, and um, it's been it's been with me all week. I've just well, uh, all week since it since it arrived. I've just been sort of like moving around the house and sort of like propping it up in various different places <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> so that's been brilliant, and absolutely you know thrilled to receive that. And I also got a parcel from the lovely Hilary Clark, who sent me her um sent me a new bag i mean it's basically practically brand new um slingshot which is really cool because it's it's this um bag that goes across you sort of like a crossbody but it's on your back and they kind of like swish it round to the front and you're like open up camera Ta-da! so it's a very cool little bag because you can be like camera get the shot chug it back in the bag whoosh stick it back on your back off you go it's- it feels very adventury yeah, is it low pro your slingshot? It is. Yes. I wonder if it's the same, it's the same as the one I've got, that grey one. I'm getting squeakier as this show goes on, I realise. Yeah. <laughs> I just realised that. It's the 100. There's, I think they've got like three different sizes. So this one's the smallest one, which is great. Perfect yeah. for me because um, I'm short and sweet and you're tall and bitter. <laughs> bitter. Yeah, tall and bitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so isn't that lovely? So that just arrived out of the blue as well and, and just fabulous. Um so uh, I'm looking forward to, to using that and getting that, um, yeah, getting giving that a good home, hopefully, um, getting out and shooting with that. Mm-hmm. And finally, the other fantastic parcel that I, uh, that arrived this week was from the lovely Graeme Young from the Homemade Camera Podcast. And this parcel arrived. Um, I did a little video of this, an unboxing of, if you like, um, and I've posted that online somewhere special that we'll talk about shortly. Um, but yeah, basically opened up the box and inside was the Kraken camera. Yay! So, so cool. you already have one of these, don't you? I do so this indeed. This is the one that Graham has 3D printed um, from uh, from plastic, um, and basically it's a it's a camera that well uh, it shoot 
we'll shoot 120 medium format film but you can obviously use interchangeable large format lenses on it um so yeah very excited to try that i haven't actually although i've got it out the box and looked at it and held it and gone oh uh, i haven't yet calibrated it i haven't yet got it you know um out and working i haven't shot with it yet so um but i know that you have graham so do you want to tell me a little bit about it yeah, I mean, I, I know I've talked about this before, but I think the mm-hmm. Kraken is um, a really good piece of kit. I, I, there's um, there's a temptation when you say, "Oh, it's a 3D printed plastic camera," you kind of have an idea in your head of, "Well, it's a bit, it, it'll be a bit of a fun toy." But actually, this is a really well made thing, um, and because it's proper chunky to hold, isn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It's it is chunky, absolutely. Um, uh, but you know, you're you're putting your large format lens which you know that's a good lens and it's a six by 12 neg so it's a good tool for taking good pictures um and yeah i think it's i think it's an impressive piece of kit I, i'm gonna just double check make sure it's i think it's frozen photon isn't it um uh graham's website um hang on one second i'm just double checking this now okay um, because... that sounds like a good plan yeah, do- yeah just double check it you can you can find him obviously on the homemade camera podcast as well so um graham graham's a very inventive chap and he's he's does lots of fantastic stuff uh he's obviously been working on the kraken for quite a while and uh, and yeah so it's arrived with a lens board and um instructions as to how to kind of like calibrate it so i'm looking forward to uh, stroke very nervous about doing that but it should be fun and uh, it'll be something very different to go out and shoot with i don't have anything that is a six by twelve um ratio because i know graham you've got your undo which mm-hmm. is a six by twelve yeah but this will be the first six by twelve camera that i've got so that'll be cool feels very yeah very exciting to try that out yeah it's really nice i, I mean and i think that's the thing with it is you if you want to use it seriously, you need to be serious about putting the time in when you're putting it together and calibrating mm-hmm. it. And if you do all that and get it set up properly, then you're off to the races. A 6 by 12 is the fantastic mm-hmm. ratio, for, especially if you like doing that sort of cinematic aspect that Aid's so fond of. Um, yeah. And if you've got a 3D printer, so Graham, the plan is that eventually you'll be able to buy either a kit or buy it fully made. Um, but at the moment, you can um, just download you can pay to download the files so you can buy the files for just thirty dollars um yeah that's right and, and basically print your own and can't print you? your own you've camera. got your 3d printer at home yeah and he's got um because the lens cones need to be the correct size to go with the lens that you're using um but he has a hundred different lens cones already available so um you know you should be able to find the ones you want and if not i'm sure get in touch with graham uh yeah i just think it's great i think it's a really useful thing i've got um another role in mind at the moment i'm just waiting for an opportunity to use it (laughs) the only thing that has caught me out with it so far is um because my large format lens and i I love it when i'm shooting large format has just got this really useful switch you just flick to open the aperture the um up, open the shutter up so you can focus and switch to close it up great when you're shooting large format uh but you have to remember not to flick that switch when you're shooting roll film because <laughs> it's always got film behind it so oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that that caught me out um but yeah i said i think the kraken some, is some rather overexposed shots a little bit a little bit but yes frozenphoton.com and uh Graham has also got a fantastic selection of videos there showing how to calibrate it, how to set it all up, and just giving you a really good idea about it. So, um, awesome. Nice, nice website as well. I really like the website. I, I like the font work and everything that Graham's gone on with there. It looks cool, Graham. <laughs> Although he does call the Kraken a Kraken. 
<laughs> and that's where it all goes oh. wrong. Um, whilst we're on the subject of Graham and the homemade po- camera podcast in general, uh, hmm. I got an email from those guys this week, well, from Graham in particular, and they sent us, Rach, a really wonderful um, congratulations for hitting 200. I mean, obviously, we haven't oh. hit... We've, we've skirted 200. Um, but a really lovely little audio file. I thought... I'm not going to save this for show 200 because who knows when that will appear as that has fallen into sure. the time vortex. Um, so I'm going to include that now. Uh, and thank you so much to these guys. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. This is the Homemade Camera Podcast. And Ethan, Nick, and Graham, and also we have our guest for this week, Nicole Small. We wanted to say Sonny's. All you, you, you sunnies over there, happy 200th anniversary, 200th anniversary, 200th episode anniversary spectacular show. You guys are really an inspiration to us. I know of at least three or four camera builds that we've done based on just offhand comments that uh, have run through your show. And uh, we want to just say thank you. Thanks for uh, being a positive influence in the photography community, film and otherwise. And uh, we just wanted to say thanks. So, guys, what do you what do you say? Yeah, uh, anything else you want to add to this? Congratulations, Sunny Sixteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you so much, guys. That was wonderful. And um, yes, uh, apologies. An actual show 200 didn't appear, but I think in many ways your message was probably better anyway. Certainly made us feel better. Um, Did the job. Exactly. So that's what you got to turn up in the post this week, isn't it, Rach? Mm. Uh, what I got in the post, uh, actually, well, first I'll read the letter. Um, it says, Graham, this is from Matt Murray, from um, Matt Loves Cameras, uh, the wonderful Matt. Graham, I hope you and your family are well. Um, mm. <laughs> please find, <laughs> enclose my first film photography book slash zine uh, entitled Every Summer. Uh, 48 pages of colour film photography shot on the Isle of Wight. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, so let's talk about the zine first before the rest of it. So this is a lovely um, zine. It's uh, square. Um, and I guess it's about, hmm, I'm bad with size, about eight inches, more or less square. Yeah, I think it's square. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really lovely colour zine. Um, Matt's pictures from his trip to the Isle of Wight, as he said, but also um, writing in there with it, talking about his his time there, his, his adventures, why he went there, what they did, what they were there, the places they visited. Some really lovely photography. It really captures the feel of the place fantastically. He's used a selection of cameras um, f- Matt's a big fan of point-and-shoots cameras. We've got some fun things like the um, Dizderi robot, which is that thing with three lenses on the front, Rach. That plastic camera with Ooh. three lenses on the front. It's pretty funky. Uh, his far more fancy Fujifilm Class S. Loads of different field types. And the nice thing is it says with each picture what it was shot on and what film was used. Um, really lovely stuff. I, I mean, I said, I'm a sucker for really lovely colour work. And this is <laughs> uh, no... no um, uh, Exception. No different. From, no yeah, different. exactly. Uh, some really nice. I'm looking now. There's a double spread picture of um, his daughter. One of his daughters is leaping into the sea, and it's just a great action shot, and it looks fantastic. Really lovely book. Anyway, that's the zine. It's fabulous. Um, it says I'm selling it through my website, mattlovescameras.com, for fourteen pounds fifty for UK orders or seventeen dollars fifty US international orders. All orders before the end of the May also receive three art print postcards, which he's also sent me. I don't know what makes a print an art print postcard, but they're very nice prints um, from some of his pictures, uh, which is lovely. Uh, 
I've also enclosed, these are the important things. I mean, the zine's lovely. The prints are lovely. But here's the things that are going to really make you spit bullets, Rach. I've also mm-hmm. enclosed an Instax, an Instax mini of Marshall Dalmatian, which is <gasps> adorable. So I've got a lovely... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just Marshall. classic Marshall. Classic Marshall just looking baleful at the camera. So I love that. <laughs> so that's going to go there right in front of my computer. And um, some caramel Tim Tams. Oh, <gasps> I hate you so much. <laughs> so uh, jealous. Yes. Well, so do you know what? If if it was, you know, going to turn up any week, I'm glad that it's turned up for you this week with you all feeling rubbish and having a bit of a, a crap time. So I am very pleased that they have arrived. Yeah, me too. For anybody who doesn't know what Tim Tams are, um, Tim Tams are an Australian chocolate biscuit. So for British listeners, they're like a penguin. They're like a penguin, um, but with slightly thicker chocolate on the outside. These ones have got caramel in the middle. And what and I discovered them when I was in Australia many, many years ago. And the thing that is great about them is because they've got like a slightly different structural integrity to a penguin. What you can do is, and when you're having them with your cup of tea, you bite one corner off and then you bite the opposite corner off sort of diagonally mm-hmm. across and then you use it like a straw to suck tea up Drink through tea and through into it, it and then slam mm-hmm. it into your mouth and that's called the tim tam slam and it's pretty much the greatest experience on the planet um so <laughs> i have been doing that this week i've been slamming tim tams seeped full of tea into my mouth so thank you very much for that <laughs> it's pretty great pretty great so yes that was my fabulous post this week um, How awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um, Rach, the next thing we need to talk about is the exciting thing that you've started this week. Long overdue, I would argue, but um, oh. I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, are we putting the audio clip afterwards, Sam? Yes, so um, we've got uh, John Michael Mendeza has sent in another audio clip from his Darkroom Adventures. Oh, we'll put that at the end of the show, as we did last week, because I love hearing what he's been up to and it, just his enthusiasm and excitement with all this. It's great. So more of that will be included at the end of the show. Um, so, yeah, Fantastic. we can talk about your stuff now. Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, well, yes, so um, as you say, probably overdue, but, you know, it's... It's a nerve-wracking thing to do. Anyway, um, I have finally plucked up the courage and I've pressed the big red button and I have launched myself a Patreon. Woo! <laughs> um, so you can now find me on patreon.com forward slash little vintage photography. And basically, Patreon is a sort of subscription membership, um, monthly, monthly membership that you um, can choose different tiers different levels um for of support if you like and i've created six different levels uh, of support so you can if you fancy just sort of like chucking a couple of quid by way to help support that that would be wonderful you get lots of squishy virtual hugs of course from me and um that warm fuzzy feeling um which is hopefully always nice and then i've got a few other different um, levels if you would like to uh, find out a little bit more behind the scenes of how i work um how i run a creative business the general kind of like commissions and um projects i'm working on uh generally that kind of thing uh and then extra extra levels for if you actually want to learn a little bit more about analog photography itself so what i'm doing is creating a um what i'm calling an analog academy um sort of library of various different workshop videos um tutorials processes that kind of thing i'm going to build that as i go along um starting with my my first video um 
for that um, sort of in June sort of time. And basically, as we go, it will be introducing a whole host of these analogue techniques and, and things, but hopefully without the scariness. Sometimes I feel like there can be... Um, things can be talked about in quite a complex way when they maybe don't need to be in a complex way. And um, that can occasionally put people off actually trying it. So I thought, well, it would be nice to have this supportive environment to be able to do that as well. Um, alongside that, I'm looking at um, creating sort of a monthly uh, virtual photo walk, sort of audio kind of thing. Um, so we can actually try and make a bit of time to do that. And then if you want slightly more um tailored and personal uh, support um i've got a couple more tiers where you can uh, basically you know look at ha us having a one-to-one -one, um sort of like skype call and figuring out you know what kind of projects you're working on and if there's anything that i can do to help um discussing those ideas and those projects and of course um i would be happy to do that as well so there's plenty of different kind of le levels to look at and hopefully enjoy and i'm really really excited to be launching this um as a way of kind of adapting to the the world that we now live in and uh, it's something that i've always wanted to do anyway kind of like create this sort of training program and um just sort of resources for people um, because obviously I love delivering my one-to-one -one workshops and, and my sort of like groups in person um, sort of sessions and courses and things like that but obviously that's not always possible um, even without you know the pandemic uh, happening of course not everybody can get to Liverpool I can't always get to you know where where something's being delivered so this is a, a different way of being able to do that hopefully and still you know sort of build that community and that relationship as well and hopefully introduce more people to analog photography and the awesome world that we have and the community that we have around that as well so there we go that's me yeah that's brilliant rach i'm really glad you started it i am a big fan of patreon um i use it to support people who are doing things that i I'm glad that they do. I mean, that's where that's where <laughs> it is for me. It's a it's a place where I go to go. Oh, I like what you're doing. I want you to be able to keep doing it. Please have some money to, in a small way, contribute towards that going on. And um, and I think it's oh, great it really you're helps. doing it. Um, Thank well, you. Yeah, I've got some goals and things as well. Well, I say some. I've obviously got hundreds of different goals. You know, hundreds of different ideas in my head that I'm working on. So I thought I'd start with three. <laughs> And um, I'm at, uh, I'm 10% of the way towards getting to my, the uh, first goal, which is creating my first little vintage photography zine. So that's exciting. Um, the other two that I'm currently looking at are um, creating my next educational photography kit, because obviously I have my analog adventure kit, but I always wanted to go on to the next thing. I just need to um, create some time basically to do that. So this is all helping to get me there uh, and the other one is looking at an educational book and putting together uh, some of this into a uh, into a book format basically as well that's awesome well there you go listeners if and i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably are a fan of what rachel does because it'd be baffling if not um but if you are <laughs> and you want to help her to keep doing it and expand what she's doing for your benefit and for everybody else's benefit as well because once these resources are made then you know it's a, the world is always better for having more resources um then please where do people need to go rachel this is an important thing yes uh if you go to patreon which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com uh, forward slash little vintage photography you'll find me there um i've also added a special offer which um 
uh, has 11 days left um, and then it will be disappearing. Uh, it's a uh, personally addressed handmade cyanotype postcard that I will create for you by hand and send out um, if you join the, the 35mm um, club tier. That'd be grand. Awesome source. Um, so there you go, Liz. Is that, yeah, um, uh, obviously, we, uh, we're about to move on to uh, our coffee stuff. If up until this point you've been solely donating to us in coffee in the hope that you're supporting Rachel, this, then that's one. I mean, you're very kind of this guy because we don't actually take any of the money out of this. Doesn't give me any money. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes into paying for the bits and pieces that we need for the show. Um, so, you know, Tim Tam slams for, for Graham. And Tim Tams for me. Well, I, you know, <laughs> these are the things that we need to make the show work. Um, I jest, a, a, non-stop, I jest. a non-stop Tim Tam trip. And it's the fact that I have to get the flow over from Australia that makes them a bit costly. But, um, you know, if you've always wanted to support Rachel and you felt that this was the only way you could do it through our coffee and you now want to take that donation away from coffee and give that to Rachel instead, that's fine. I don't mind. Did you tell Aid this? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> he'll find out when he listens, by which I mean he'll never find out. Um, but no, it's um, great. I, said, I, I would also just like to say thank you so much to, to the people who've already, already, you know, like straight off the mark. As soon as they heard, I ha- I've had messages, I've had emails from people saying, oh, my God, I've just heard you talking about this. Because I literally pl- pressed launch 10 minutes before I started the um, analog TV <laughs> uh, show. Um, so I was like, I need to just do this and, and, you know, take the plunge and stuff. And then I got messages at like two in the morning saying i've just heard that you're doing this i'm supporting you right now so uh, that was david walker by the way um thank you so much um to him and everybody else who's already um helped put that smile on my face it's been honestly so lovely thank you no it's awesome i said i love patreon as a platform i I already support people like em and hamish um Mm -hmm. and david allen and you know and there's an author and there's a comedian who i need to get around to him also you know it's wonderful i'm i'm as i've said a million times i'm just i love the fact that we live in a world where we can support the creative things that we want to be out there in a real way and uh, actually do something about it to make it happen. So that's great. Well done you, Rach, for taking that step. It's um and it's a bit of a scary thing saying, um <laughs> please support me, but I think it needed doing. <laughs> On the subject of support, should we move on to yes. the fantastic people who support us in what we're doing with this podcast? Um, our wonderful coffees. I have a question, Rachel. Are you going to make up bullshit about all the people that support you on Patreon? <laughs> Do you know, I specifically didn't add that into the, uh, the rewards well, <laughs> for the tier because, uh, you know, why would I want to compete with, with what you're trying to do here? Well, listen, when it's not a massive success, you just know this because you're not being horrible to your people. Um, but we've got <laughs> we've got some fabulous people to say thank you to this week. Uh, and as with last week, um, what our researchers have been doing is finding out what people, how people are coping with the ongoing lockdown. Um, I'm not even sure. I understand the situation has changed somewhat. I haven't looked at what it was because it all seems like it was on fire. So um, semi-lockdown? Yeah. I, all I read was who, who Boris knows? Johnson makes announcements all devolved governments tell him to get stuff um, sounds great sounds I good I think it's, it was a collective shrug from, <laughs> from everybody going whoop good good um, well so yeah. well assuming that we're all going to continue being careful and taking care of so should we find out what people have been up to Rach okay right so the research uh, elves have been fi- figuring out what roles people are doing yes oh no no they've, they've just been finding what people have been up to actually they're, oh we're, what they've been up to yeah okay. what they've been doing with their lockdown time because it's difficult okay. well, yeah, yeah. what do you do with your time so yeah so we're starting with the wonderful hillary clark uh hillary clark has been making tiny face masks for her army of attack squirrels <laughs> fantastic uh jaya bat 
uh, Jayabat has been bending all of the cutlery in the house when no one's looking and then claiming that he did it using the power of his mind. <laughs> I don't think anyone's uh, buying it. Sam Christopher Cornwell. Uh, Sam was taken to shouting loudly at, or at least in the general direction of where he believes badges to be. Uh, the shouting isn't always coherent, but it seems to mostly be mortgage advice. <laughs> Martin Smith. Uh, Martin is feeding his favourite photographs into a shredder to make some really quite challenging jigsaw puzzles to keep him busy. Oh. Uh, Duncan Gammon. Uh, Duncan sticking little googly eyes on the empty film cassettes. Is cassettes the right word for the things that film comes in? Canisters? Canisters. Uh, uh, well, uh, a film, uh, film, like a tape cassette would no, be... No, like, the, me- like the, film, the metal container that film is in. What's Canister. The, Canister. Okay, he's been sticking little, little go- I'll, I'll fix it in the edit. Little googly eyes on <laughs> emptied film canisters, um, drawing on mouths and then acting out scenes from Bonanza. I think we I might think need to get someone to look adorable. in on Duncan, yeah. actually. <laughs> um, Slavak Kavaz. Uh, Slavak is not only washing all his carpets, but also grooming them and then ironing them. Gr- grooming? Grooming what, sorry? His carpets. Oh, his carpets. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know. Of course. <laughs> and ironing. Why didn't I think of that? Have you oh, ironed oh, your okay. carpets, Rach? Oh, every week, so okay. far. <laughs> that's good. Um, and finally, last but not least, of course, Chris Maynard. Uh, Chris is building a room-sized reproduction of the Chrysler building out of pasta, baked beans and toilet paper. Sounds pretty productive. Yeah. Far I don't think we have... productive than... I don't think we have anything to worry about with any of our listeners. I think they're all coping just fine and none of these fantasies are cracking. Everyone's (laughs) fine. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are awesome and um, your ongoing support helps us keep doing what we're doing and we are very, very thankful for it. Um, And that about does it, doesn't it, Rach? I think. I think it does. I think it does. What a week. Goodness me. Yeah. I uh, I've just realised that I've been holding my breath and I should probably breathe. <laughs> probably, yeah, it's a good there plan. There we go. Yes, yes, we'll keep on doing that um, as much as as much as we can. Um, and obviously, you know, of course, we're all sending our um, get well soon wishes, of course, to Sinead and uh, and I suppose to you as well. <laughs> we need to make yeah. sure that you're still. Yeah, basically, don't don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> I need you here to uh, to carry on doing this this ridiculous stuff that we do, but. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you I'm, know, what I'm sending I'm, you, Rach. You know what I'm are you sending, sending you? Check WhatsApp because mm. I've sent you something. Have you? Well, yeah, I've got yeah. my phone on silent, haven't well, I? Well, you, you, you don't have to podcast. look at it. You, don't even you. You don't need to listen to it. You just have to look at WhatsApp. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm good. Okay. Well, it's your fault if my phone starts bleeping. I'm going to switch it off airplane mode so I can see what you've sent me. What have you sent me? Hold on. Oh. Gosh, you see, I've got like a billion things have just come through on my phone now. Hang on. Well, aren't you? <gasps> aren't you? It's Marshall. <laughs> yeah, it's Marshall it's a picture, picture of Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Like that face. Look at that face. That's amazing. Sorry, nobody can actually look at this face because it's audio. <laughs> I've just realised it's an audio podcast. Um, but I can confirm that it is a beautiful face of Marshall Dalmatian. So thank you very much for that. That's awesome. 
Yeah, no, you that's still there, Graham? I'm still there. Yes, absolutely. No, not at all. I just wanted to make sure I got the correct information in front of me before I said the next thing. I should say that we will be back later in the week. Um, we're very pleased to say that Claire Bailey is going to be with us again. Claire Marie Bailey Yay! joining us for another week, taking up co-host duties, and also joining us because Claire's fabulous and has organised it. Because thank goodness for somebody being more organised than me. Um, we are being oh, joined by. Yeah. Andre, um, who is one of the organisers of the Experimental Photography Festival. So I'm really looking forward to yes. that conversation. It should be great fun, shouldn't it, Rach? It really will be. And we've had some lovely feedback as well about um, Claire having her on the show and co-hosting with us. It's honestly it's been a delight to have her with us. And uh, we're really excited to, uh, to speak to, to Andre as well. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Then that only leaves us to say we will play you out, as always, with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs by the fabulous Schnauzer, uh, Duncan's band, you know, which is sadly, as he's now just, <laughs> as I said, making those scenes from Bonanza with uh, empty film canisters. He no longer has time for that kind of stuff. But one day, maybe, maybe. Um, so until we're back later in the week, uh, have a lovely week, everyone. Have a lovely week. Hello sunny people, it is a very grey and drizzly day here in Germany, so it seems appropriate for another session in the darkroom. Before I get started today, I wanted to catch up on what I've been doing since the last time. Uh, after my first experiments, I decided to order some proper paper developer, so I ordered a bottle of uh, Ilford Multigrade Developer, which has arrived now. And I was also looking at my enlarger. As I mentioned, it's a 35mm enlarger. It's called a Crocus 35SL from Poland. And the negative carrier that I have only fits 35mm. But I was looking at it, and it says something about 4x4, and the actual hole that the light comes through is 45 by 45 millimeters. So I was thinking that I can probably get a medium format negative in there somehow. And as I like to shoot medium format quite a bit, this would be really nice. It's just a little piece that you can clip out of the negative carrier. So I went ahead and made one out of copper and spray painted it black. The benefits of being a jeweler is that it's not hard for me to make a little replacement part like that. So I made that and that's all ready to go. I will give it a try with my next uh, printing session. So last time I tried the uh, Orvo paper, the Aqua paper, and the Ilford paper. This time I wanted to try uh, experimenting again with some of the other papers in the box. So there's a paper called Work by Tetanol. It's uh, also a resin-coated basic paper. And then I have one here, Fumi Photon. It's a medical paper, maybe, um, from Poland also. But then I realized it says only open in olive green light, and I have a red safe light. So I'm going to have to test that and see if that works out. So I ended up, uh, for my second test, just trying out the work paper, and then I went back to the Orvo and the Ilford paper again. So to get started, I picked a 6x4.5 negative. And that uh, fits pretty well in the little uh, negative carrier piece that I made.
and I picked a very dark and contrasty image to try and get some some lights and darks as well. My first test strip I put in the new Ilford chemicals and it came out looking really blotchy and unclear, um, not super well developed or super clean. And I realized then that actually I had put the paper in upside down. This new paper, it was a bit harder to tell what was up and what was down, so I had to do a couple more tests to figure out which way it was up. So that was the first stupid mistake of the day. <laughs> Once I figured out which way was up from my paper, I tried doing some more test exposures and was just getting black strips. There was nothing on them. So I kept uh, reducing my time and stopping down my lens and I ended up with my lens fully closed at about a one and a half second exposure. That seemed really short to me, so I went ahead and got out the Orvo paper again and tried some test strips with that. I had been doing 20 or 25 second exposures the last time, and uh, with this time it was down to a five second exposure, so that's quite a big difference as well. I also tried the Ilford paper and got a decent exposure at three seconds. So I'm not sure if it has to do with the developer, as I changed that, or if it has to do with the negative, as I changed that. Uh, also the height of the negative may be different, because I'm using the middle format um, carrier. I've been thinking about it for a couple days now, and I guess I had changed almost all the variables. A new developer, new paper, new negative, new height, uh, all those sort of things. So for my next tests, I will be a bit more scientific about it and try and get some sort of a baseline exposure on different papers and see uh, see if I can work from there. So that's it for now. I will post some pictures of the uh, final prints that I got from this second test on my website, jmm-photos.com slash test-strips. I will also give Graham the link, and uh, maybe it'll end up in the show notes. Anyways, if you want to see the, the final prints that I got on there, I'll just keep updating that page as things go along. I'm also uh, loading up pictures of the boxes of the paper that I'm using, in case anybody's interested in that. So, until next time, have a lovely week.